everyone, and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We talk about sci-fi movies every episode, and this week we are talking about Jurassic Park 3. We're returning to the franchise. We started with the first one a couple of months ago, and we're here. This is kind of our, our you know, late 2019, early 2020 project and we'll start spoiler free of course as we always do we'll give you a warning before we get the spoilers if indeed you are worried about spoilers for jurassic park 3 you probably aren't but just in case well do we consider it just in case uh so <laughs> that is the plan uh unfortunately the first bit of bad news with jurassic park 3 is that there is zero john hammond in this movie so i have very little to quote uh ah uh. Checks authentically. <laughs> um, he might have even been dead what a shame. by the time this came out. He's definitely dead by Jurassic World, so there's definitely no John Hammond in Jurassic well, World. Well, he looked, I mean, I know he was sick in in the movie The Lost World, maybe he was actually sick also at that time. It's entirely which is why he's like barely in the movie. Yeah, it's entirely possible they wrote the script to accommodate the fact that he could barely leave his bed. I mean, that's that is totally possible. Um, mm-hmm. I have not looked into it. But it does mean I get no John Hammond to quote this this movie, which is unfortunate. Uh, but we do have Sam Neill back, which is different from the second one because the second one was this is the Goldboom one. The third one is this is the Sam Neill one, and there's a little bit of Laura Dern, but she's it's, you know she's it's a cameo basically. Uh, and then Sam Neill is our main character, and the plot revolves around a married couple, or well, kind of, uh, calling him into going to the island, uh, the second island from the from the second movie, that is, uh, Isla Sorna, because Isla Nublar is the first island, I think. Or it's the other way around, but I well think done. I'm right. I think I'm right. Uh, I so, think so. I just played Jurassic World Evolutions, and I, that sounds right. Okay. All right, we'll trust the video game. Uh, do you get both <laughs> islands in that? You get all five of the five deaths. So you're telling me there's like three whole islands we've not even had movies about yet? <laughs> yes. yes, and they all have very functioning parks, thanks to me. Oh, very good, very good. I hope you're turning a profit. Not too many <laughs> tourists been eaten, hopefully. Uh, but, so, that's basically the plot, is that they're looking for their son who became stranded here. There's a little prologue to kind of explain how that happened. And then that's the movie. They're, they're stranded on the island once again. We're going through the jungle. There's dinosaurs. There's bigger dinosaurs. There's pterodactyls this time. And that's kind of basically all I need to say. I will get to more stuff and spoilers. But I will start off with a simple question. Tara, obviously we've both seen this before, but how do you feel now, mm-hmm. after all this time, about Jurassic Park 3? I like it. I think it's uh I think it's a fun B movie. It has um a lot of things in it that I don't like about it, but you know, it gives me cool new dinosaurs that are chasing and eating people and um some really good shots, um, good set pieces, but it's not a good movie, but I don't know. I guess you take what you can get. <laughs> And this uh, gives you, you know, more dinosaurs. So I still kind of like it. I kind of like it as well as a B-movie, which is it kind of knows that it's that and doesn't try to be anything else. And I think that's why it's ultimately more successful to me than The Lost World is, where Mm -hmm. it's kind of silly. It's actually even goofier than I remembered it being. But at least it's, you know, it's, it's by far the shortest of the movies. It's only 90 minutes long. It is brisk. 
and mm-hmm. it has no interest in doing anything else than having people run from dinosaurs again. Now, there's complaints to be had. There's, you know, arguably like what we're just riding in a jungle for the third time. Like, couldn't have done something different than that, you know? But that's a fair complaint. Um, sure. Uh, I'd say the major complaint is just the characters. The The new characters, for the most part, are terrible. But it is really, really awesome to see Sam Neill in this movie. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, you actually have some good actors here, which is the weird thing. You got William H Macy and Tia Leone, mm-hmm. like as this couple, um, and then you yeah. know some no name is Billy. Like I don't know who it is, but like I don't know who he is. Either. And, then, and then the kid who's just kind of whatever. But like the char- the characters don't bother me that much, to be honest. Like their dialogue is cheesy. Even Sam Neill's dialogue is cheesy. Like I was actually almost starting to laugh. Eventually, the amount of times this movie will have other characters talking, and then there'll be a close up of him where he says something really quietly, where he's like, "Raptors," or he'll you know he'll be mm-hmm. analyzing something and he'll go, "We need to run." Or like you know, there's all these intense close ups of Sam Neill saying something as he realizes something while the other characters are bickering with themselves. It, like it happens over and over He's again. He's the intense expert on the island, so <laughs> so it has that problem. It has you know lots of goofy moments, and um, we'll get to the the dream sequence where a Velociraptor's talking. Uh, don't you worry, we'll talk about that. But like. Ultimately, though, it's easy to kind of forgive a lot of it because at least it's just kind of dumb fun and knows what it's doing in yeah. that in that regard. And you can tell that it's not a good, you know, Joe Johnson is not as good as Steven Spielberg. Like, the direction is a lot more kind of generic, I guess I would say. Like, there's a moment early on when they're like spinning in the plane, and I could just kind of feel like, I don't know, it just it looks so like yeah, this is the. the Almost like how you'd shoot this without giving it much thought. Yeah, of course we'll have the camera spinning, and we'll just we'll just do that, and it'll just be this sort of moment. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I could just I, it didn't feel like the we had the same kind of like craftsmanship in the direction. Sure, I can I agree with that. I mean, even the Lost World, although not a great movie, has is it's still pretty well directed and then the, the scenes are you know has that intensity and the the wonder that you get from spielberg and this one doesn't have that but i do kind of enjoy it more because it is a lot more fun it's more of a ride and it you know right from the beginning it doesn't make you wait for it no 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 i guess into it pretty quickly there's some really weird loops in logic and some things to kind of pick apart um sure there's some nitpicks yeah. I mean, and some major. Yeah, I'd say, 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 yeah, say it's more than nitpicks, but like, like, I mean, it's a dumb B movie. But if you like dumb B movies, you'll probably get something out of it. If you don't, if you want something that even comes in the same hemisphere as the original Jurassic Park, you're not going to get it. In fact, none of the movies are going to do that for you. Like, and that includes the ones we're not done yet. <laughs> like, nothing is in the hemisphere of the original Jurassic Park. Just like yep. there's no shark movie that's in the hemisphere of the original Jaws. Um, I guess there's just even Spielberg couldn't make a great sequel, so no, it's time to abandon that hope. Yes, and I am of the opinion as well that he never like as much as obviously the dip's not as bad. I don't think he ever captured the first Indiana Jones again. Like I, you know, Last Crusade's a really good movie, but I, I don't think it's as good as Raiders. Um, and I, I know there's those yeah. people out there who think Temple of Doom is the best one. I get, I know you exist. I acknowledge your I've existence, never met these people. <laughs> but <laughs> I disagree. Do you, th- do you think there's people out here there that think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the best one? Do you think those people exist? 
Uh, if they do, they have to be children who it was the only one that they saw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there, there are people who love the prequels because they were children when they saw it and they like it more, the original of, um, star Wars. So, and it's just because they were the right age. No, it's because they're idiot children. Let's call them what they are. No. <laughs> they're idiot children. I was an idiot kid who also liked bad movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then you grew up and you looked at them and went, these are terrible. Why did, why did I like these? Right? I don't think I don't think that's true at all. I think people grow up and they hold on to it because of nostalgia. I know. And I... they never revisit it. And they, they just say forever, no, Johnny Five is the best robot. No, he's not. <laughs> Short circuit sucks. <laughs> Does not hold up. Yeah, I suppose the first thing we should probably talk about is the is the new dinosaurs because there's there's two real and you know things to talk about. There's the the main dinosaur, which is the Spinosaurus, uh, which is bigger than a T Rex, and has a big fin in its back. Uh, and then there's also the pterodactyls, who I mean were technically teased at the end of Lost World, uh, mm-hmm. but they weren't really in it. You know, they, they, we see them for a second at the end. It wasn't like a a thing. Um, Whereas here they're actually in a set piece, they're actually in a moment, you know, a scene of suspense and action and blah blah blah. Um, the weird thing is though is that the ending of Lost World makes no sense continuity wise with how they appear in this film. Like, yeah, but this film kind of kind of does that too, because we get Jurassic World and there's no mention of the ending of this movie either. <laughs> I kind of. I can I can almost buy. I mean, do it wrong. Like if if Jurassic World wants to say that this sequel's never happened, although I feel like it probably mentioned the San Diego thing maybe at one point. I can't remember. Mm, they definitely did in this one. Oh yeah, they did in this one for sure. Um, so I mean, if they want to like just sort of pretend the sequels didn't happen, it's just like a direct sequel to the first one. It's not the first franchise to do that with like a, a you know a comeback sequel. Uh, that is true. You know, Halloween's done it like twice, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> And I, I think uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about to have done it for a third time by the time the next one comes out. So, mm-hmm. like, it happens. Hasn't Terminator been guilty of that multiple times also? Yeah, yeah kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. well, it's weird because Salvation is like, how, how, how do you count that? I mean, technically that included three still and two. So I guess Terminator did it. Yeah, it's done it twice because it, Genesis kind of did it and then mm-hmm. Dark Fate. Did it, I mean, it cleared two still, but it cancelled out, you know, the other ones. Right. Uh, so, you know, that was this, this murky. Uh, I, I think it's. I, I think though that this is actually small enough in terms of the context of what people would talk about in the future that it might not get mentioned. Like the one time it might come up actually is the next one because all three mm-hmm. of the cast members are back, so they, there might be like a passing reference between, like, say, Goldblum and Sam Neill when they comment on their own little adventures <laughs> that they had. Um, on the second island. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, though, they, they could get away with not mentioning it, and it doesn't really, like, mean it doesn't happen. It just means they didn't bring it up. You know, like... Yeah. They, they, they can kind of work, work their way around it. It kind of kind of works. But, um, yeah, because you know, at the end of Lost World, the pterodactyls are flying around, but when we see them in this movie, they're, you know, the, the entire story of them in this movie is that they're still trapped in a cage, and then obviously they're out by the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you argue that final shot of Lost World is set after Jurassic Park 3, which is... I mean... I, I can't remember like if it's separate or not. It's just a standalone shot. If you remember, it's just when Hammond's on TV talking about 
you know, life finding a way and how they're flourishing yeah. and blah blah blah. It is it is a tease like uh for for an a, another sequel. It's like, ooh, now they're coming off the island because they've got wings. It's gonna be a Jurassic World. I am willing to bet you anything that the only reason why those pterodactyls in this movie is not because they planned for it, it's just because when they went to write the script, they went, well, shit, the last one teased pterodactyls at the end, we have to put them in it somehow. <laughs> like, I, I'm almost willing to bet you money that that's how it happened, mm. is that they put it in there, it's like, oh, we want to show some pterodactyls in this movie, and there's no place for all in the script, so we'll just show them at the end. And then the third well, movie... I mean, it's also, it's a movie about dinosaurs. You want to get people's favorites in there, and a lot of people, it's their favorite dinosaur. That's true. You know? That's true. Plus, it is it, it is a pretty decent sequence. No, no, the sequence is good. I'm, I'm not critiquing the sequence. I mean, if I had to, it may even be the best sequence in the movie. Uh, yeah. But the... Yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm just commenting. Uh, my critique here is less about this movie, actually, and more about just how Lost World kind of threw them in at the end, with like, just willy-nilly without really thinking about it, and how this movie just had to kind of ignore it to make sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although, when I went and saw The Lost World, I... I never really thought that there would be a third one. I don't know why. I I just it never occurred to me that they would make another sequel too. Like that, th- those were the the two Jurassic Park movies we were gonna get. I mean, when, I was a fool, obviously. When, but yeah, when I was a kid, I used to think every movie I liked was going to get a sequel, and there was always <laughs> going to be more. Like I, I remember being like seven and looking forward to Police Academy, <laughs> like you know, because like of course they're making one. Why wouldn't they be? Um, <laughs> And like so, I, I always expected a third one. And what I was, else is Steve Gutenberg gonna do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, you know, I always expected Jurassic Park four. And I guess technically, eventually, we got Jurassic World, which in a way counts as that. But you know, it's you know, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe it's just because I didn't think Spielberg would do another one, or I heard that he wouldn't have done another one. I'm like, oh well, then that's it. There's not going to be any more. Hey, maybe this was your but... first example of like liking a movie that's you know with a director, and then mm-hmm. the series eventually diverts from the director and getting kind of the the lesser quality one. That's like, oh, this is someone else doing it, and it's and even though we're saying yeah, it's better than Lost World, it's there always is... it's always kind of seemed like a bonus movie. Like, yeah. to me, like, oh, this is just the bonus material for Jurassic Park. I don't know why. Like, well, it, yeah, it I mean, seems very separate from it's just, the other two. And so I just kind of. Well, think about, what it, to, but think about what it is, though. It is literally just we're back on an island running from dinosaurs. There's like almost no plot to it. It's, you know, it yeah. does feel like a bonus movie because there's nothing really to it. But at the same time, it's, <laughs> that's almost what makes it better than the, the Lost World because it doesn't have any of that bloated stuff that Lost World had that tried to make it and i'm not saying you can't do more of it i think there's actually the hints in this movie of a good character arc it doesn't really have a character arc but there's the hints of something that could have been good in the the hands of a better writer there's almost a story in here about how alan grant and let me finish my point before you shake your head at me no no i'm saying i'm I'm not shaking my head at you i'm shaking my head at the writers because like yeah none i'm just thinking about it none of the characters really have a decent arc but they're like oh i was you know, I was wrong by the end, but like, yeah, that's basically that's nothing. Yeah, like, but like, there's almost a story in here, or at least hinted at, that where Alan Grant, like, and this could have been interesting if you had a good writer doing this story, it could have could have worked. But there's almost mm-hmm. a story in this movie about how Alan Grant, after Jurassic Park, didn't like dinosaurs anymore, and he, he still did his job. He, he was still, you know, a, you know, a, a, 
Paleontologist. Thank you. <laughs> I, I kept wanting to say archaeologist, but that's not right. It's not right. It's not right, damn it. Um, right. But he, he kept doing his job, right? And there's, there's one or two references to how his second book was a bit more cynical because he didn't like dinosaurs as much. And I almost, because there's a moment in this movie, it's quite late on, and I won't get too spoilery here, but there's a moment in this movie where they're on like a little boat and it does that that sort of thing from you know that we've had in the previous movies where they're looking at a lot of the dinosaurs, the herbivores specifically, and the main theme, you know, right, that that comes in, right, good good music of course, and it's like the characters stop and just sort of stare and like they're just in awe and they're in this wonderment of these wonderful beings been alive, and I, I it fell really flat for me in this viewing because I just went. You know what? This is the third movie. This isn't that impressive anymore, especially since the CG and this one's a bit more spotted. More on that in a minute. But, um, yeah. but they're they're looking at these dinosaurs and they're and the kid. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Eric. Troy? Eric. Yeah, I don't know why I said try. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric. Yeah. Um, and he he's like, oh yeah, look at look at this. This is magical. And I got really cynical in my head because I was like, yeah, but we've done that. This isn't that special anymore. Like, and the first movie, when we first see the, you know, the, the Brocosaurus or whatever, like, it, like, it looks great. And it's like this yeah. moment of like, oh my God, they did this. They pulled it off. And it, you actually, you're there with the kid because because the technology was real, because they actually pulled this visual mm-hmm. off to that, that extent, you were kind of with the characters and being in, you know, in awe of this, this beast yeah, and exactly. being all over the all, ride. We're all in awe for different reasons, but at the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it works on a sort of meta level almost. Whereas in this sure. movie, I'm like, we've done this before, but even for the characters, you, you've just spent an hour running from dinosaurs. Like, I know these ones are more safe, but like... Is it really that impressive at this point? But I actually had that because you know because they're talking about uh, about Billy and how he's kind of young and like he's still in the, the wonder of it. And I thought, yeah, there is almost a story here that you could have done about Alan Grant rediscovering the beauty of dinosaurs. And even though many still try and kill him, there's almost a story mm-hmm. here about him finding his passion again for the thing that he loved in the first place because he's kind of a broken man. Unfortunately, he doesn't really have a story in this. But you can almost see that story. Like you can almost see how a writer could take that 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 little thread and turn it into the core, like heart of the movie. That just because these things are scary and just because they're dangerous, you know, because people love tigers, people love lions, and if you're in a room with a tiger, you're scared shitless because it might maul you, right? <laughs> I think I think it's more his arc that they were trying to go for, is that he doesn't see what's on these this island as dinosaurs. He sees them as genetically altered engineered yeah. monsters not dinosaurs and then but because he's still fascinated by raptors when he's on the island like he is observing the raptors as a paleontologist as a scientist and is learning from them and is excited about it again yeah no i, I, I mean I, there's that there but that, that's that's the only thing i agree that's what they're going for i think i think like what 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 i or, you know what I was saying there about like what they could have done. I I definitely think that has more of a heart to it that they could have played with. And no, it doesn't though. I mean, the movie does nothing with either of these things really. Like it's it's there in the smallest way, and and that's kind of really what makes it a B movie, right? If they'd actually given mm-hmm. this a great character arc, it could it, hell it could have been better than the first one almost. Uh, you know, because I, I mean the first movie is obviously a much better made movie, much better you have set to pieces. The parents. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying there's not a lot you have to change, but. 
if they actually give Alan Grant that strong character arc, because one of the things that makes the first movie work so well is that Alan does have this character arc of t- looking after the kids, right? He goes from not liking mm-hmm. kids. And by the way, the start of this movie kind of shits all over it a little bit by like, oh, they broke up because he didn't want kids and now she's married with someone else with kids because he couldn't do that. Like, that's kind of, it's, a, like this, it's, it's this thing that sequels always do to can justify continuing the story where they have to like yeah. ruin the happy ending of the previous movie. And they're like, oh, come on. Like, it was fine ambiguous. Like, don't get me wrong. It's the intelligent choice that if she wanted kids and he didn't that they should have broken up sure but like don't ruin my happy ending <laughs> to tell me this like i don't need to know it right but like you have this you have this 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 core idea in the first movie about this that him being this like reluctant father figure and becoming it i do almost think they make it this more personal thing about how he lost the love for the thing that you know drove him his entire life and then potentially like rediscovering that even in the middle of all the danger and like seeing why there's beauty in this and why he cares and why he wants to study this like him finding that again could actually be a really beautiful story that says okay sure his his potential marriage to to ellie you know didn't go anywhere because he didn't want kids and that's not who he is but the problem is at the start of this movie he doesn't even have who he is either he like what he was before you know that relationship what he was when he was with her is missing because he lost his love for his work and i think there's something to be said where you could have almost a very uplifting story about him finding himself again and being like no he can be self-fulfilling he can have a happy life and get what he wants out of life and all he had to do was remember why he loved what he loved in the first place um and it's not like him and ellie have an unhealthy relationship they seem to be actually very you know good friends and you know have a healthy bond and whatnot like sure um and you know he's not terrible with the kid like he's trying his best he's with uh he's with ellie's kid uh charlie and teaching them about what would which dinosaurs would attack each other and which ones wouldn't (laughs) he's not like telling him how like what would happen if he came across a raptor and how the yeah. raptor would tear him apart while he's still alive. So, so he's doing better than he did belly. than the first movie. Although, arguably, though, he's maybe grown. that said, that <laughs> kid's like what a third of the age of that kid in the first movie. So maybe he's just this is his version of like you know a three year old's dinosaur <laughs> speech. You know, as soon as the, kid, the Sesame Street version. Yeah, as soon as the kid hits twelve, it's like all, all blood and guts. Oh, he's going to gut you and like maul you, and he's going to be alive <laughs> when he starts feeding on you and blah blah blah. Uh, that's possible. That's possible, but you know he's he's you know he seems to have a healthy relationship with her. It's kind of bittersweet, but that's what it is. Um, it's a I, bit like they're like Ellie is trying to keep him in her family. Like, sure they didn't work out as a you know a couple, but yeah, she still sees them as family and is trying to incorporate him into her family. I, I think because she knows that if she doesn't, he's going to be alone. Yeah, to, you know to an extent. I mean, if you can't make it with someone you go through that experience with on an island, then. Yeah, he's kind of traumatized. Yeah, uh, you know, he's kind of bitter and like so. So the, the seeds are there for something potentially special. And like, I, I think what's funny about a movie like this that you know is just a goofy B movie and doesn't really have any meat on the bone is that like seeing it enough times, like I start to see the hints of what could be a really good story told. In it. And people say, "Oh, you're being too aspirational here." It's ultimately a movie about running away from dinosaurs. But why can't that have a great character arc? Why can't that be a, a great? character piece in a story that is kind of uplifting it could be like why not true and, and don't get me wrong 
I have fun with this movie. I'm not really complaining that much, but it's just as we talk about it, I'm like, there's actually potential here that they didn't use. And, you know, like, I, I what I am describing might, it could end up being the best Jurassic Park movie. I don't think they're ever going to do anything yeah. like that. It but... would have been like Jurassic Park meets Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> it would be... <laughs> okay, this is a weird comparison to make because it's not a good movie, but you know how the premise of Batman Forever is um like batman realizing like why he's always going to be batman that he does it for himself and that like he can't stop being batman and it's like it's more of a healthy thing now and like 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 i mean it's, it's kind of silly it's the val kilmer one yeah it's the val kilmer one right because the, the original premise of that movie which was kind of butchered but the execution was supposed to be that it was about him kind of like like leaving the unhealthy obsession aside and committing to being batman for you know better reasons and realizing why he wants to be batman you could have almost that's, that's could have almost been Jurassic Park Forever, where Sam Neill, you know, realizes why he's a paleontologist and he's like, "I'm going to commit myself to this, and I love it again." And like, this is him finding his his uh, his mojo once more. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably better examples, but for some reason, I think it's, I probably cut this out. But there was like a Batman rant at one point earlier on that was cut out, <laughs> which is why the Batman movies are in my head. Uh, but <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like. Hell, look, this movie's not that deep. I have to bring something to the table and me pitching my alternate version <laughs> of Jurassic Park 3 is what you're getting, all right? So I I don't think it's the I, I don't think it's a worse version. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought there there's definitely potential in this film for more character development and and, and arcs that was unexplored. Thank and you. uh was just mostly there to give you more dinosaurs yes yes yeah i don't know if i'm getting quite the uh the the lights going off excitement about my ideas that i was hoping for but i'll accept it i'll accept the the, the somber agreement uh <laughs> I, i'm i suppose i'll always be skeptical of getting a great the of the ability to get a great sequel to jurassic park oh it's, it's probably never going to happen you know not to the extent that i'm talking about but you know it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> i can pitch it i can i can pitch you know what you know just just with the the fragments that this movie gives me and sort of say hey here's a here's a potential movie out of these breadcrumbs uh <laughs> as it is there's lots of running from dinosaurs and some goofy lines of dialogue and there's, there's like especially some stuff towards the start that really kind of made me go oh this is a lot sillier than i remembered uh in particular there's a moment where you know if, you know what spoilers let's just i'll just do spoilers let's just go into it we'll just, yeah we'll just start <laughs> off from the start so i can start talking about things uh i'll just take this time to thank our patreon producers of david short alison m four days cindy uh palacios oh i've butchered that uh tyler hess uh, thank you to you guys uh for for being producers that means you're 20 dollars and up on patreon.com slash tv you don't have to support us at that tier though you can support us for as little as one dollar per month tara why don't you tell me about that yeah if you like what we do and uh you want to support us you can go to patreon.com slash tv and donate as little as a dollar per month and that dollar will get you bonus episodes of the ace you can follow along with the transfer saga that we are going through, um, plus a bunch of B movies without the budget, like Jurassic Park three, and um, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I just realized something actually. It's me. <laughs> well, sorry, we'll talk about it after the record. I just realized something. <laughs> the scheduling thing is fine. It's fine. It's the... Okay. 
That's not for the show. Uh, well, it is for the show, but it's not for on the show. <laughs> um, Got it. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so full spoilers then for Jurassic Park 3 from this point on. So, movie opens with uh, the, the kid Eric and his stepdad, uh, you know, paragliding, uh, you know, next to the island. They're trying to get some glimpses of dinosaurs. And unfortunately, there's this heavy, heavy mist where they can't see the boat. And then when the, the mist disappears again, everyone in the boat's been eaten and they end up crashing on the island. Uh, I actually noticed something here that I've never noticed before. Maybe because I've not seen this movie that many times. You know, it's not like the original mm-hmm. Jurassic Park where I've seen it. You know, you know, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I don't know how many viewings I'm on of that first movie now, but uh, I noticed that they actually kept because sw- because uh, so they're, they're they're together, right? And the kids sort of strapped to the guy at the front of the guy, the stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed in some of the wider shots it was reversed and they had them the wrong way around, and the kid was in the back. Uh, oh really? Yeah, so it was, a, it was a weird continuity thing there, and I feel like I don't know if it was like a like it was miniatures or if they just had they had some stunt people do it for the, the wide shots, uh, but they had them round the wrong I way. I assumed it was stunts and then green screen, <laughs> not great green screen. Oh, oh yeah, the close shots were definitely green screen, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that's all I really have to say about this opening scene is that <laughs> is that is that is that it was a continuity error and they had them swapped in some of the shots. I. I don't know. I thought the uh, the boat thing, like, I still can't really wrap my head around what happened. <laughs> like, Yeah, actually, Joe, what's the problem with it is, is that it implies that there's an aquatic dinosaur we're going to meet later on in the film, and then we never do. Yeah. Yeah. It implies something jump out of the boat and, you know, got them, but it's like we never see anything in the water. And then left the boat again while it was still well... going at full speed in the water. That's not entirely true. I suppose the Spinosaurus is in the water at one point, but it's not exactly swimming, though. It's, well, no, it kind of is. Because it, it scares away the uh, the stuff in the water. Mm, okay. If, so, yeah, maybe you're right. So, I, so I maybe guess... that was the implication. But for me, because we don't see the Spinosaurus yet, like I, I think I was thinking, oh, maybe raptors, like, in the mist, like, they're actually really close to the land, and the raptors, like, jumped on and then jumped back off. But it seems a little silly. Yeah. Know. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, then we go to Alan, who's at Ellie's for dinner. He's meeting the young kid Charlie, and uh, the the you know the new husband, um, who who seems to have not met before. The way the way he sort of introduced and shakes his hand implies that they've not met yet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how would you feel actually if a kid referred to you as the dinosaur lady? Um, a little old. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I would like to be a dinosaur expert, though. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he, he gets called the dinosaur man by the kids, and he just has a sort of moment of, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> I don't know what the kid <laughs> means, but I'm getting old in the hearts. Uh, so, and he talks a bit about raptors. I, I thought this this uh, that, this moment felt a little rushed to me in the script. Uh, where he starts talking about raptors because you know because the husband sort of leaves goes oh I'll go get I'll go get the baby you you guys catch up um, yeah and he's like oh so she's like oh what are you studying now he's like oh raptors he's like do you remember the sounds they made and she's like oh how could I forget you know I try not to <laughs> uh, and he's like oh we think they were talking to each other they were smarter than whales they were smarter than dolphins they were smarter than they were primates smarter than primates. And it's just it's just dun, a little dun, dun. yeah it's just a little cheesy speech. Uh, I this is the moment where I realize okay we're in B movie territory because the, the way yeah. it's just presenting things is just so like heavy handed and like in my face. Uh, yeah, and it's a little bit like hey you remember Jurassic Park when they were <laughs> with the Raptors? 
how can I forget? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's interesting that like I think this would feel more special if the Raptors were in the second one, but they forced them in the second one as well. So because if this yeah. was the return of the Raptors, it'd be kind of a nice tease. It'd be like, oh, the Raptors are coming back. Like you know, there could, there could be some fun stuff there. Uh, and then he's at like a you know he's he's he's, he's got like a you know like a seminar or whatever uh, at a college mm-hmm. uh, because he's getting college funding, but he's speaking to all the students. And they all want to ask him about Jurassic Park, but he doesn't want to talk about Jurassic Park. He just wants to talk about his, you know, his research and his Velociraptor theories. Mm-hmm. And th- and he acknowledges the San Diego incident. He does, yes. So it's canon still. Everything's in continuity. Yeah. Um, I will say, I actually, I'm skipping ahead here, but I did actually really like uh, when he meets Eric and Eric mentions that he read his book and he mentions that the second one he was mm-hmm. more cynical. I do like that he, after like a minute, he's like, did you read uh, Ian Malcolm's book uh, by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I read it. Well, so uh, what, did, what did you think of that one then? Eh? Hmm? <laughs> what was your thoughts? Oh, he was kind of, you know, up his own ass. Like, aha, yes, I like you. I like you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Plus, it's a little bit like, how come he got the sequel? <laughs> I had to wait to the third movie. I'm the dinosaur expert. <laughs> um yeah is that just because that was what was in the lost world book it was ian malcolm who was the main character is is that like the only reason uh yeah he definitely was yeah i guess uh sam i'd have came back (laughs) if you'd you'd paid me it does feel weird that after watching this movie again it's like oh yeah it feels so natural that he would be the star of the sequel and like ian malcolm is probably like even when I watched it the last time for this show, like I, I didn't understand why he had to be the lead, and I didn't think it was right for him to be the lead. Joe would have been it right. See if we got like a fourth movie where Laura Dern was the lead, and it was just her leading like a, a separate cast. Then all three of them yeah. had their own movie. Then I'd be okay with it just for the equality sake. Well, she's coming back for the next one. Hope hopefully Laura Dern has a bigger role this time for this upcoming sequel because she's great and i think the world knows it now since big little lies i'm not expecting much i'm expecting kind of small parts for all three of them honestly i mean goldman was all over the trailer for fallen kingdom and he's in it for like 30 seconds (laughs) i I think what bugged me more about that it's not even the screen time it's the fact that he didn't even interact with any of the cast you know, I, I was I was looking forward to meeting the younger characters, but he was just on his own in this courtroom scene mm-hmm. and never interact with anyone. More more than that when we get to Fallen Kingdom, but uh, like that that's what bugged me about that. But yeah, so um, no one really respects them. They don't clap for them. You know, the the lecturer has to kind of get the clap going <laughs> because no one wants to no one wants to applaud him. Um, and then we see that he's got a dig site. He's got like uh, this young guy Billy, who's kind of his protege, uh, and they're you know digging up velociraptors. With the ladies. <laughs> yeah, he's he's flirting by showing her how to feel the difference between the uh, the fossils and just the, the regular rocks. He's like, yeah, smooth, rough, smooth, rough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dig site. <laughs> Maybe this is how Alan and Ellie got together. <laughs> yeah. yeah back Touching bones. Day. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't call it boning for nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Joe, I thought it was funny about this, actually. So this movie came out in 2001. 
and obviously in these days 3d printers are actually a really common thing and i think what's actually really cool about this is that i don't think the 3d printer in this scene feels like weird or like fake it actually feels Mm -hmm. like a a genuine like sort of prototype for what we have now so it actually doesn't age it 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 actually genuinely feels like no this actually feels like at the time it was probably quite advanced but now this is the sort of thing like you know most colleges universities have one now you can buy one for personal use if you if you do that kind of work or if you want one they're i mean they're pricey but you know they exist um yeah uh so and it even looks like a you know the the finished like model that he makes of the uh the reverberating chamber of a velociraptor uh like it does look like other things that i've seen 3d printed you know like the sort of the raw Yeah, it's kind of bland looking but there's some shape to it like it was yeah 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 i agree i I, it doesn't feel like dated technology when you watch it I was impressed because it was one of those things where in most movies this is the kind of scene that makes me cringe in an old movie because I'm like, oh, they're just making up nonsense technology. I'm like, no, it's actually it's actually kind of like that now. This is this is shockingly kind of on point <laughs> with like what it's went. So fair There's enough. There's no interactive CD-ROMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> not mention the fact that that also the security system also had like a virtual like big model of the park that she flew through to like hack it uh, i know that must take so much data just to render at that time <laughs> oh dear so uh you know and this is when william h macy shows up and um says that he's the head of a company and he wants to, to have dinner with him and billy accepts on alan's behalf which he's kind of annoyed by and like hey we want a tour guide we're going to fly over the island uh easily sorna mm-hmm. And we want you to tell us about things and he's not really wanting to but then it's, it's actually kind of how hammond convinced him in the first one he just whips out his checkbook and says i can fund your your dig for another three years you know uh, look at you <laughs> <laughs> i fit one in yes uh so you know like the, you know it's just the setups whatever but it immediately just it fades from like them agreeing to the plane <laughs> like they're already on the plane and we're we're which admittedly did technically happen in the original jurassic park as well but there was a lot more mystery to it right because there was a lot of like what you know i mean okay we know we're there to see a dinosaur movie but we hadn't seen any yet and it was like okay so we're building up to seeing dinosaurs for the first time and and i have to say when they're in the plane and they fly over the island and there's like shots like like a bird's eye shot like over the plane and we see all the dinosaurs running around underneath them this might Mm -hmm. be the worst visual effect shot in all three of these movies these three original films it looked terrible you can sort of see patterns repeating themselves Mm. in like the arrangement of the dinosaurs it looked really rough and i was like oh wait this is supposed to have the best effects of the three because it was the newest one of them you know like this this was i I remember there'd been like yeah you know like on tv at the time some of the effects look good but like uh i don't know there's some clashes like when you get to see the the big the big bad the big dinosaur and it's like a mixture of animatronic and 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 digital and the animatronic which is usually looks better is so slow and like clunky looking to me and then the cgi version of the spinosaurus comes in and he's like super agile and moving really fast and then there's the yeah like the slow the, <laughs> version the, the, of the this one the practical still looks much better though but this is the thing i, I remember on tv at the time that like the like you know the, when they were promoting the movie talking about how oh technology's advanced so much from the lost world so the dinosaurs look even more realistic and i'm watching this mm-hmm. now going this looks worse 
this actually looks yeah, worse look uh, than the previous movies. It feels more dated effects wise, even though it, even though it doesn't date in other ways. Uh, maybe just because it's newer. But actually, uh, credit where credit's due. Like I, I don't think the tech feels like it dates it that much. Um, that's not to say there's not bullshit things that happen. Yeah, we'll talk about those. Um, some of the silliest moments I actually had were on the plane. Uh, so you know, they're kind of interesting. There's like a weird, mysterious guy with a goatee, you know, sitting behind them, and um, like, but the whole thing that happens. Uh, so so Grant falls asleep, and he has a nightmare, and he sees like he hears Billy's voice coming out of a Velociraptor's mouth, which is so silly looking. Um, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Uh, it it completely trivializes the presence of all the dinosaurs by putting the dinosaur one of the dinosaurs your your most dangerous dinosaur even. I guess that is technically the first dinosaur we see in the movie. It is, and it kind of clouds it in a completely different light where we're just kind of going, okay, so I, I won't take these seriously then. All movie, that's fine. Uh, and then there's a moment, a really cheesy moment after this, where when he starts to realize that they're going to land the plane, and he gets up, and the goatee man gets up to like knock him out from behind. There's a POV shot when he gets hit in the back of the head where he kind of faints, mm-hmm. and as he gets hit, you see William H Macy just sort of go. Ooh, <laughs> and it just—it feels so goofy. It feels so comical. Like we're in like a comedy where people can get clogged on the mm-hmm. head and get knocked out. Uh, it just feels <laughs> just really silly. Uh, Do you hate the raptor scene? Which one? Because I—it gets made fun of all the time. I don't hate the scene. Well, this one with the head, the talking head. The talking, the talking dream. I don't hate it. Like when I was in the theater watching it, it was like kind of funny at the time. Um, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't think it's like as bad as everybody says. Like I know it gets made fun of all the time, but like I, I mean, I, it made me fine. laugh. It's just a little dream he's having. He's trying to learn about like raptor communication, and there's a raptor there. Like yeah, he's got raptors on the brain. But it, the problem is, though, is that it gives us this really goofy visual of the raptor, so for the rest of the movie, they're not as threatening as they could be because that's what you started with. You started with this silly look. It clouds how you think of the dinosaurs for the rest of the movie. I don't think it does. It so know. does. No, it doesn't. Like, the raptors are still threatening. <laughs> it so does. They're not that threatening. They're, they're, they're kind of weak sauce in this movie. We'll get to them. <laughs> like it, it's a sad thing that the, the worst set pieces in this movie come from the raptors because the pterodactyl and the spinosaurus stuff is way more fun stupid at yeah. times don't get me wrong but fun, more fun for sure so uh you know so they've landed and the spinosaurus like you know immediately chases out like the the, the, the like the marines or whoever they've brought with them these like you know uh all the uh, tough guys that we saw blowing up planes before what's the word i'm looking for militants mercenary mercenaries that's what i'm looking for yeah these mercenaries they've hired uh and they immediately just run out the jungle scared uh to you know the, 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 <laughs> get back on the plane <laughs> the, the mysterious one with the goatees like the first to die and then uh you know the, the plane obviously gets knocked out, off course but it's just trying to take off and they, they crash uh and then the second guy dies really quickly and then the third guy the third mercenary dies not that long into the movie he's there for a little bit more to explain some stuff but then he gets killed by the raptors after the raptor mm-hmm. scenes um which i thought is actually one of the, the genuine complaints i have about this movie is that it doesn't, it's kind of lacking bite and that the only people who die are the obvious red shirts um because the one person yeah they, they tease another death later on but then they bring him back in a stupid yeah. way yeah yeah the, 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 the one on. the have one some balls 
the one person that actually seemed like they died who was of merit even though even though billy feels like the character who's been added just so we can have a you know pretend meaningful death so i still mm-hmm. critique it if it was just him that died because he's not really you know he he's still out of the main cast he feels like the one who's there to die right yeah but even that they couldn't stick to even that they had to bring back at the end say no he survived <laughs> he's fine he saved alan's hat somehow <laughs> yeah so like yeah so there's that but uh anyway so what does it get to yeah so there's a whole does all bit where the, the the spinosaurus is like flipping the plane over and they're all spinning around and uh whatnot a t-rex shows Pretty up intense. though yeah because they run away they run at a t-rex and there's definitely a comedy beat here where alan says nobody move a muscle and then everyone runs like behind him uh and it joins the fact is is that this joke works because it, you know it's set up in the first movie why this is funny i don't know it trivializes the t-rex a little bit though and i get that we're about to do that anyway because the whole point of the t-rex being here is to show how bad the spinosaurus is because he's about to take him down like you know the spinosaurus is about to kill the t-rex yeah. pretty easily which is annoying and quickly yeah yeah it, it, it's it's a cheap it's it's, it's it's uh you know a cheap tactic you you make your new big bad look big it's, and evil yeah, and strong but it's, it's like yeah you go to prison you gotta you know first thing you do is beat <laughs> up the toughest guy <laughs> kind of yes you have to show everyone else that you're the biggest and baddest there is but it kind of travel it's annoying because the the humor here actually kind of deflates that a little bit before we even get to it because like you you're you're paying this you're you're playing this t-rex scene purely as a joke and in the first movie it was never a joke when the t-rex was around you know it was serious it was scary it was it was full of tension and by doing it as a joke you're kind of saying hey i mean don't get me wrong part of why i think the movie works is because it is kind of lighthearted and just go along with the adventure but if i'm going to sit here and talk about it i'm going to critique it and why and say why it's not better than that and why it's not you know mm-hmm. Why doesn't it elevate beyond this Sally B movie level? And one of them is this, where it deflates the T-Rex, makes him feel like he's just there for humor. And then so, even though I'd still maybe complain that he gets wiped out so easily, at least it would feel like it had more impact if he was that scary, like right before he does die, um, mm-hmm. to show the T-Rex. It'd feel a bit hollow because it's, it's like an easy trick, but it, it at least wouldn't feel like, oh no, we just made him funny and then he died. So doesn't really mean that much anymore. And then a big problem I had with this scene, though, is that they run away from, from like, you know, as they're fighting each other, they run away, like, maybe, like, 20 yards and then just stop and start talking to each other. And I'm like, you, f- you feel like you've moved, like, barely nothing. Why? Like, mm-hmm. what, you're in no danger anymore? You're far enough away? The Spinosaurus is just distracted now with a dead T-Rex? So you feel safe here? Like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's not the first time in the movie it happens either. There's like three or four times in this movie where it feels like they should still be in danger and running for their lives, but like, no, like, the dinosaur's off screen now, so we can just calm down, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right, that does happen. Um, quite a bit. I do, I do just want to say that it is it is hard to watch the the T-Rex get taken down like <laughs> super quick. And, and yeah, it makes me go, okay, yeah, I get that he's a big baddie, but but you just love the T-Rex so much from the first movie that I I I wanted to see this fight and I I, I don't know. I I don't want I don't like seeing the T-Rex die. It's worth mentioning it's not the same T-Rex as the first movie though because that T-Rex is still alive for later. Yes, that's true. So he's on a different island. She. 
she you're right remember i had to check everyone you know up everyone's skirts in the park that's right <laughs> well unless it's one of the ones that was had like the frog dna amphibian you know gender mutation yes <laughs> well i found a way after all right so i mean <laughs> yes yes so um, so yeah i don't know like it's it doesn't make me hate the Spinosaurus as much as it makes me hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a dumb thing to say, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the Spinosaurus. Just for the one scene. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't take yeah. down the T-Rex. I mean, I don't hate the movie or the Spinosaurus for it. It just feels a little bit easy and cheap, I guess. Yeah. That's just how I feel. Uh, from there, they wander around a little bit. There's a couple of character beats here where like, they try to show that you know, William H. Macy and T. Leone still kind of like have feelings for each other they have kind of an awkward mm-hmm. thing where she's like oh you look good he's like oh yeah i've been swimming and it's like okay well they've only been separated for like a year they say so it's yeah. not a lot of time yeah something like that yeah because later on when they're talking about her like crashing cars uh like you know this is in the last couple of years and they were still together the last time she told the car uh so mm-hmm. you know it's they've not been apart that long uh but it's that yeah there's, there's some wander around they find a raptor nest which is important because billy steals an egg uh, although we don't see it, uh, they find like a center, one of the engine, engine or iGen centers, and so, <laughs> so one of the things that we even critiqued the first movie for was how they played fast and loose with how loud a T Rex was when he's coming for you because sometimes there's tremors in the water and sometimes mm-hmm. he's like a freaking ninja because he wants to be like Michael Myers and just appear <laughs> out of nowhere, right? There's a there's a scene here that actually tops this for stupidity, like by far. Where one of the velociraptors mm-hmm. pretends to be like still and not even blinking. But and- Peter, they're smarter than primates. <laughs> Wait, so this velociraptor you're going to argue was pretending to be a head in a jar and had its eye completely still as if it was dead, so that it could shock T. T- Leone and jump out at her. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Clever girl. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I call shenanigans, but fair <laughs> it's enough. A bit goofy. Yeah, uh, so there's a bit of a chase scene where they run out of the the place, and um, uh, you know, it ends with uh, mustache uh, mercenary getting his you know getting killed. Uh, it's I mean, I, I do kind of like the way he has killed though. It's very brutal. You know, the mm-hmm. way that the, the raptors kind of like claw into his back. Uh, I bet leave him alive as a trap to try and lure down the others from the tree because they're all hiding up in a tree at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Uh, although Alan gets separated and he runs into uh, the kid, Eric, who's been on the island on his own for like eight weeks. Uh, and he's been hiding in like a, a tipped over van and he's been stealing food from the old centers and he has a jar of T-Rex pee. I actually kind of hated this line actually where Alan's like, how did you get the pee? He's like, you don't want to know. And I just felt... Yeah, it's a little... It's a little Maz Kanata. How'd you get the lightsaber? <laughs> That's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah it's kind of that it also just kind of feels like a cheesy like cliche line from like a kids tv show like yeah you know like yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't come off natural no it, it feels like a forced movie script line uh which is a shame because some of the rest of the scene i quite like you know this is where the Ian malcolm book talk comes up and that part i actually quite enjoyed i uh, actually don't mind the kid and i don't mind the relationship he has with with dr grant in the mm. in the film like they they have a good rapport together and, you know, I like that he's a survivalist in a way. He knows a lot about the dinosaurs, too, and that they have that connection. I think that helps, you know, Grant 
find his which, passion again. Which don't get me wrong. Uh, well, I would debate that it really he really finds it again in the movie, honestly. But uh, but right. yeah, in theory, yes, he, he's they probably were trying to go for something like that. Yeah, in theory, anyway. that's what he's there for. But. I will say, at least, it does make sense that the kid does know a lot about dinosaurs because the the idea that his stepdad paid for this little trip to you know fly mm-hmm. by the island is probably because he knows that he likes dinosaurs. That's why they He's brought him here. Trying to win him, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that he is a, a dinosaur like fanatic uh, in those stuff, and has read Alan's book. You know it, that lines up, so I can't really fault that. Um, what do you think of the dinosaurs in this movie? Like the look of them, because you, you know, like the the reason they changed things was because. They just had more information about dinosaurs than they used to. Mm. And so they've updated the look of all of them. I'm not into like the tiger stripes of all the dinosaurs, though. Yeah, I mean, for, for, I, I think design-wise, I'm kind of like, I, I noticed that some of the velociraptors, because one has like a mohawk <laughs> kind of thing going on. Yeah, they added the feathers because that was probably pointed out by, you know, yeah. paleontologists from the first movie movie they were the actually people back then actually dinosaurs <laughs> used to be birds or whatever so they should have some proto feathers but i don't i don't hate the feathers i just hate the i don't hate it i guess i don't know it looks it, it looks like they're trying to give them like a new fresh coat of paint <laughs> so they could sell different types of toys with different mm. different color patterns or whatever and then uh, I don't I don't know they they look like toys they don't look like the dinosaurs that uh, that we know they are I think that's, from the first two movies I think that's fair I I don't know if I noticed that that much actually mainly because I was just more appalled by the CG whenever the Velociraptors were running around because they looked really bad uh, so I I was less focused on the design of them but I did notice the Mohawk because that really stuck out to me. <laughs> yeah i'm not just talking about the raptors yeah. though i'm talking about like all the dinosaurs all of them had like stripes mm. and spots and they look like poisonous snakes i, I was i mean spinosaurus was completely new so i was like whatever because i mean he he felt like he was basically made up anyway so mm-hmm. like whatever go for it go nuts uh you know that, that's what it is i yeah so from this point in the movie uh, they're separated for a little bit. Uh, there's some more bickering, and then <laughs> we mm-hmm. we come to the scene where, and it was set up earlier that there's a satellite phone, and the kid hears it ringing. Eric hears it ringing, and he's like, "Oh, that's my dad's satellite phone." Do 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 do, or whatever the the mm-hmm. ringtone was, and he goes running off. And first of all, even even without where it ends up being, the idea that he can hear it from this far, where he has to run this amount of distance to get to it, is ridiculous. ridiculous yeah <laughs> I, I can't hear my phone sometimes but it's in another room and that's at full volume right never mind sure. this um and they end up meeting at a fence and this is you know when they find their kid again um and they're all happy and it's like oh here we go uh and then they turn around and much like the t-rex in the first one uh does <laughs> at the end like a ninja the spinosaurus is just standing there waiting for them to notice him yep. for some reason <laughs> Oh hi! <laughs> at, at least, at least when the T Rex jumped in at the end of the first Jurassic Park, he did immediately go into action. Like he did jump in and started biting something. The Spinosaurus is waiting for his grid. He's like, "Yes, I'll stand here. I'll, I'll be yeah. all posed, waiting for them." 
He's oh. like uh, he's like he's like Rotor when Rotor shows up at the bar or restaurant <laughs> or whatever it is, and he's backlit, and he's just like the camera just stays on him for a long time. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so you can hear us talk about Rotor as a bonus episode on Patreon.com/slash/MailFustTV <laughs> for as little as one dollar per month. Uh, uh, so and obviously they, they, they chase him they, they get through one side of the fence and think they're safe and then the spinosaurus immediately just crashes to this giant concrete like wall fence thing uh which is why and i'm mentioning that because they immediately like get into like a little hut that's got like a little metal barricade on it and they can't get through that like <laughs> I, I, like how strong is he make up your main movie like at least have a scene in between the, these different feats of strength like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a little silly yeah uh which then takes them into the uh, the the you know the bird cage the uh, pterodactyl and I, I will admit in terms of visuals this is the most interesting the movie ever gets uh because we, we have them walking through this these... is the scene that i always remember from it yeah. i mean i like the river scene too but this is the one i always remember i i yeah i mean the two best scenes are this and the river scene like i, I think there's no question that those are the two standouts uh, where they're walking across the bridge one by one because it's kind of rickety, so they they want to like not you know push their luck with the way. Extra extra foggy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and we have the, the pterodactyl just sort of standing there in the mist, kind of walking towards, and it's like, oh, this is actually kind of creepy. It's good stuff. It is because it, it it looks like it's a like a human at first, or mm. just a little little bit of something that like is... a little off. Yeah, like, it's always it's yeah, like like a shape. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> And I do kind of like the idea that like Billy, like has a as a parachute because it's kind of this interesting little twist on it where one mm. of the humans can also kind of fly in this scene to kind of even the playing field to help with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a neat little, you know, neat little idea to to make it have it be fun because I mean essentially the terror actually here for one scene. It's this one sequence. But I do yeah. think they do have a decent job. And I think that's why the movie especially feels like a, a B movie that's just there for the fun ride because it is kind of like a roller coaster where there's different parts of it where, okay, now it's the pterodactyl part. They're here for one scene, then we never see them again. And that's it. Even yeah. though, even though, well, I mean, we see them at the end, but like only for like the little moment where they're flying. But it, it's a nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like it, it very much feels like a video game going through levels or, you know, like mm-hmm. this is the, this is the pterodactyl part of the movie. Uh, and Billy, of course, meets his demise at the end, or so it seems. Uh, but he saves the kid, uh, and it leaves Alan feeling all miserable because he, he said, you know, he called him evil because he stole the raptor eggs, and he's just as bad as the people who built this place, and he feels <laughs> all guilty. Uh, this is this is, yeah. the... and we believe that Billy has sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the closest we get to really having a proper character beat form. Uh, is this, mm-hmm. um, and. Like I said, it doesn't go far enough. It feels very shallow. Um, and this scene where they're watching all the dinosaurs and they're in awe and it's spectacle of it all. I'm like, yeah, we've done this before. <laughs> like this, this is not really doing anything for me. Um, focusing on the, the 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 threat and having more fun setups of like you know dinosaurs coming to them in different ways is is what's fun here. And you know, yeah, yeah. And we get to the because they, they get to the the satellite phone which they find in the shit. They find in the Spinosaurus turd. <laughs> Which apparently, because I read the trivia before, oh, uh, was made out of oatmeal. Just a lot of oatmeal. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. With some colouring, I assume, to make it a bit darker. Or some chocolate. Or Okay, chocolate and oatmeal. Yeah. Why not? Some cocoa powder and oatmeal. And then, which makes it a little bit better that when Grant finds the phone, he puts it right up to his ear and his mouth. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just dip it in the river first, man. 
Because I actually <laughs> really like uh, this sequence here where he tries, he's got enough juice for one phone call. So he phones mm-hmm. Ellie. Um, and this yeah. is and this yeah, is I when like they seen a lot too. And they get attacked by the Spinosaurus. So they're the boat, and they, they've got like a safety cage. So they hide in the cage, but the boat's starting to tip and sink. And he gets, he was on the phone, and it's the, the rain's coming down. There's a good bit of atmosphere here, which I really like. But he gets mm-hmm. on the phone, and it's Charlie who picks it up, and he's like, "It's the dinosaur man. Go and put your mum on the phone. You know, go and get mummy." And so the, the, they're they're sinking, mommy. they're sinking in the water as this kid's trying to get Ellie. And eventually, Ellie's like, "Oh, oh, Alan's on the phone. Okay." And yeah. he's distracted by Barney the purple dinosaur. How appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i love or hate that <laughs> oh i love it especially when he starts jumping up and down with barney like come on kid <laughs> you're adorable but go get your mother <laughs> how much how much do you think they paid for this this these barney clips <laughs> so they could do this oh i don't know <laughs> this cost them a fortune not my area of expertise <laughs> this cost them a fortune for this joke uh but no i, I like this idea that like he's trying to grab the phone and it's sliding up and down the boat and he just gets it the last second before he's underwater and all he has time mm-hmm. for is help help the river the river and like that's mm-hmm. it and it's after that the phone like you know like you know dies that she looks down to at charlie and charlie goes ah and she just gets it um mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong it does lead to a very kind of like rushed ending where it's just like okay safe helps here safety yeah <laughs> like somehow this feels more rushed than like the ending of robocop <laughs> or like more abrupt i should say sure yeah um it's just like the guy in the megaphone especially just feels so like like why mm-hmm. like why are you should why are you should have his name like you're at an airport waiting for your, your client to arrive like there's no one else on this island <laughs> like <laughs> it's just his group <laughs> you know you'll be fine yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's no, a really well done scene because uh, the, the water stuff's fun, and then eventually William H basically like, climbs up this like sort of crane that's toppled over. You know, again, engine I've kind of left behind, and there's the like, yeah. gasolines coming out. His, his wife is, you know, is being targeted by the Spinosaurus. So, yeah, or his, you know, soon to be ex-wife. I think they're just separated. Yeah, they're probably not again. Divorced, I can't remember. They're probably back together at the end. Though. It's never said, but you know, it feels like they're probably bonded. Yeah. Through, through the dangerous situation but they you know there's like a great thing. although dr grant could tell them that that's not guaranteed of course yes yes but they both seem to love their kid though which is kind of the, the, thing, the reason why grant and ellie didn't work out so that's true you know uh but the the you know at one point grant fires a flare uh because all, all the gasoline from the boat sort of spilled out so there's this, this there's like a lake of fire it's a bit it's a little bit convoluted just so we can have this great shot but it is a, it's a great little shot mm-hmm. where the fire's like on, it the, is a good shot. on the river and the, you know the spinosaurus is kind of up there and i mean i guess it's a little anticlimactic that he just kind of wanders off and we never see him again there's like no like definitive ending to the spinosaurus in this movie it's just kind of Not oh, really. he goes they away they don't really defeat him they just escape from him yeah um, which well, I think it would work if it was like right before they get out, like you know, if like oh, they just get away from him and like maybe like, the like the Spinosaurus sees the army and they start shooting at him, so he, he runs back in the other direction and like it's mm-hmm. such a simple little thing, but it, it feel more like a climax. Whereas this just kind of feels like you know I almost expected to see him again after this, you know, the first time. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's, it's a fun sequence. Um, you know, that's what. And that's it what... is, you know, you mentioned that it's a lot like like a video game, but this. Mm. This scene is taken from like all the video games that came out for Jurassic Park. I don't know if you ever played them, but there was always a river level mm. because this was before like when you wanted to make a movie or a, a video game about a movie franchise. They never made it actually like the movie. They always 
made it like, well, we think it's going to be this. Although there is a river scene in the in the book, in the original Jurassic Park book, where they're on like a raft. What's the, and there's like what's the Lophosaurus or whatever on the other side. Yeah, they probably used that for reference when they were making the game. If they were making it while the movie was being made, they probably used the book to sort of guide them. Oh yeah, probably. But the, vid- the video games, like all the video games had a river level that were always so much fun and so cool to escape an island like on a little raft. So I think this movie was just like, let's put the river back in. <laughs> I bet they found a way to have a sewer level in some of those games. I bet um, they found a way. I only had the Game Boy one. And uh, oh, I don't uh, think there was one, but there was only like six levels on the the Game Boy one. And it was it was hard because you couldn't save and you had limited lives. There was only about six pixels as well. <laughs> yeah. It was I actually never beat it. I played it so much. I, I've gotten to the final level, but I never beat it. I play. I've, hard. <laughs> I've played the first two minutes of the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis Jurassic Park game, and it's impossible. So I never got any far in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played. I was determined to beat that game, and I, I, I never was able to do it. You had to like go around and collect a certain amount of eggs before you can go to the next level, but you start off with like three hearts, and that's it. Like you don't replenish your hearts. <laughs> And I think you have two lives or something, and that's it. Yeah, games were silly, impossible. Like I bet the completion rate for some of those games back then was like zero point zero 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 one percent. Like <laughs> you know, you know, you know how you're on like PlayStation then it'll tell you like the percentage of the platinum trophy, and it's like you know, like only five percent of people who have played this game have gotten the platinum. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, even on the like, I have the or I used to have the 3DS and the Nintendo eShop one that you purchase like all the old games although Jurassic Park was never on there because I've looked because I'm still determined like I've, it, it still hurts me that I never beat it and it'll probably but, never happen because it's a licensed game the, the movie tie-in games never come yeah, back I'm, like that that's okay yeah. that's okay like I don't need it but even when you play the old games like even if there was no save on it when the game came out you can save it now you yes. can save and your pro- your progress like they they added that like this is really a thing that people want <laughs> yeah and it's still impossible you but just... it's not the same you know it's not the same like level of accomplishment no but it's, it's still a thing where those games are so hard that even saving it like every time you accomplish something you save it immediately no 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 i need to save oh, that yeah. i need to save that a little bit mm-hmm. it's still hard it's all take ages to get through it because everything every part of it's so difficult but mm-hmm. yeah a- anyway uh so yeah after this was it one more sequence where the velociraptors surround them because they want their eggs back that Billy stole. And, you know, Tia Leone says, give me the eggs, and she puts them out and presents them to them. And Alan, you know, uses the little 3D printed, you know, chamber, vocal chamber to, like, kind of try and communicate, and it confuses them enough that they don't attack them and they, they run off. And mm-hmm. then they get to the beach and there's a guy with a megaphone and, like, the Marines and the, the, the Navy, you know, show up. And, <laughs> and that's it. Yep. I don't know how Ellie has Ellie the Ellie really pull. came through yeah. somehow. Yeah, how, how does she have the pull to send... I think she mentioned her husband is, like, DOD or something. Oh, you're, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's... he's. I mean, he, it sounded like he did, like, something really dull, but, yeah, it was technically in the DOD. <laughs> so maybe that's... Yeah. That's the connection. How, how do you think he feels? Hey, uh, honey, can you, like, send in, like... Rescue my ex-boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> from dinosaurs, please. 
Look, it means a lot to me that he doesn't die. So send in the troops. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. The sad part is, is that it almost makes me go that maybe if you're going to go full B movie with this, the movie should have been like the aliens of this, like where this time it's war. Like this time you send in like a squad of marines and you, <laughs> you know, you have the, the battle movie. Sure. Yeah. Like you, you start off- in like the, it'd be like a, a cross between, I don't want to say, I don't want to say predator because those were like mercenaries. Okay, it'd be no. like a call of duty in Jurassic Park. No, here's, here's what you do, right? You, you keep the same basic premise, but the, the kid who gets trapped is the president's kid, right? <gasps> and they send in the crack team of Navy SEALs to rescue mm. the kid. SEAL Team 6. Yes. Um, I actually, I heard a great thing this week. I, you've probably heard this before, but I, I heard like fat people who really like guns are referred to as Meal Team 6, and I thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> i thought that was really funny um so yeah that's what you do and you have them like sort of like so you have this crack team it's, it's kind of like the squad and predator almost right where they're, they're going through the jungle mm -hmm. and uh they can take on some of the, the, the dinosaurs like maybe they take down a t-rex because because it's one big target they can kind of do that maybe one of them dies in the process but they're able to take it down because they're you know they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're good at their job but the raptors but the are really smart. T-Rex gets its final meal, yeah. Yeah, but the raptors are too smart, right? So it's like more of a mano-a-mano right. -mano kind of thing there. Well, the, yes. the, the playing ground is... So the very last marine that's left has to take off its gloves. <laughs> all the guns and just box it. <laughs> hey, hey, if I, can, if I can get essentially the end of the gray... So spoilers here for the gray if you've not seen it. <laughs> um... But if I get the end of the gray, where the last like marine or whoever like just gets like some like like a like some because at the end of the gray, Liam Neeson gets like four little like those airplane like bottles of booze, uh, puts mm -hmm. them in his like in between his fingers and then smashes them. So he's he's basically made himself like like broken glass like brass knuckles mm -hmm. essentially, right? And then he's like going to go to town with like a wolf. I want that with a velocity. I, I want like basically just the last stand of just this badass. <laughs> right he just he gets his God, we are bottles. so good at writing better movies <laughs> if we're going to go silly b movie let's go to the whole whole shebang right and he, because he does this the kid gets to live but we get the final moment of the movie is him charging the velociraptor and it just cuts to black and says jurassic park annihilation <laughs> 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 um, I don't know Jurassic. Um, there must be a good punny title to to add on here for like the the action movie version. Mm. Uh, more for Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Jurassic Park. Requiem. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think of a way to put ex like the idea that they're going to cause extinction, right? like mm. right where the marines think they're that badass that they're going to make them extinct again so you call it jurassic park extinction 2 <laughs> <laughs> we're the asteroid now bitches <laughs> <laughs> oh you even cursed arnold arnold what killed the dinosaurs <laughs> the ice age <laughs> and any shotguns like a velociraptor on the mouth oh my god <sighs> oh boy well i 
think that's been our review. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a decent watch. It's not a good movie. It is. It's fun. But it's, it's got some good set pieces. Uh, it's got some silly moments that make me chuckle. It's not something I watch often, but, like, it's not a bad time. Like, it's fine. It's, it's better than Lost World. I, I think it's more fun than Lost World. I think so, too. Definitely. Yeah. I don't... I don't love the, the, the parents, like, especially in the first half, uh, Tia Leone is just so annoying, constantly yelling mm-hmm. and screaming, and that's all she's there for. And I know why they do it, you know, it's it's a bit of a trope, and they're like, oh, she's a fish out of water or whatever, but, like, and some of the lines she has, like, she sees her her current, you know, boyfriend has oh, been yeah. eaten and <laughs> just a skeleton hanging from from uh his parachute and she screams and runs off and she's like no i don't care about him like i care about my son and you're like and you don't, don't care about him at all and don't get me wrong yes she would still be more concerned about her son but yeah she just sort of throws it yeah i don't care about that <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm it's happy so that the raptors are fed <laughs> I, I guess that tells us that he was just some like rich rebound guy like that was it that's all he was like he wasn't i guess but like you don't care at all <laughs> it's a little odd P- poor guy tried to like, impress her son got eaten for the trouble and she doesn't even care yeah yeah it's just a bit rough he went through all that hard work to go to a place that is you know off limits <laughs> anyway yes yeah, yeah there's there's some weird moments um <laughs> but it's, it's it's okay so tara what are you giving the movie yeah it's not a great movie but i do think it's a good movie i think it's fun uh i do think it's better than the lost world and um definitely worth watching and the spinosaurus is cool so and the you know the birdcage scene is like top-notch dinosaur chase scene so i'm gonna give it a seven I think it's a seven okay um hopefully i i rated that higher than lost world i don't remember what i rated last oh you did <laughs> we, we were both in the five range for lost world um yeah i'm pretty sure i didn't really like it that much yeah um i'm gonna give this a six um which is kind of where i put movies like this where i kind of have fun with them uh even though mm-hmm. they're kind of stupid and they have some qualities that are cool but uh aren't anything serious or deep or have any sort of craft that makes them stand out that you know sure. uh i do this is actually probably my favorite joe johnson movie though which tells you what i think of his movies typically but <laughs> did jumanji right oh okay all right okay did jumanji i mean honestly i've not seen that in a long time so i'd have to rewatch it to really uh the, the special effects do not hold up but you know robin williams does okay 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 yeah maybe jumanji um captain america the first avenger though eh <laughs> Oh, did he do First Avenger? Yeah, he did First Avenger. I think First Avenger's all right. Meh. Well, not I for me. I don't think it's that bad. It's better than Wonder Woman. <laughs> we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one point, okay? We're, we're usually pretty in sync with movies, but we'll just have to agree that this the, on this one occasion that we do not see eye to eye. Well, better CGI anyway. Oh, I, can, I don't in- agree. I don't agree with that at all. There's there's some really bad green screen stuff in uh in Captain America. Oh, I don't remember the green screen, but I remember being really impressed about how he looks so little. And then okay, sure. Oh yeah, the little stuff, the little person stuff that he has, sure. But like, 
there's a lot of normal stuff later on that looks quite bad. Uh, it has been a while since I've watched it, but I don't remember hating it or thinking it was particularly bad. And Red Skull sucked as well. I remember well. thinking, oh, I like wow. those characters, and I liked, I don't know, I like that movie. Okay, well. It's uh, no Winter Soldier. Oh, not even close. I, I have it never, is the Jurassic Park 3 of the franchise. I have never seen a leap in quality like, like I did between First Avenger and Winter Soldier. <laughs> we went from like the bot like out of all the movies that we've had for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is like bottom two or three for me, and then Winter Soldier's like top three. So, <laughs> so like, Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a gulf. Not even between the Thor the Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. It's a pretty big leap too. That's, well, a, that's a pretty big Winter leap. Soldier was really impressive and really well done. I, I like and, I like Winter Soldier. Oh, they made like a spy thriller and it was really good. <laughs> yeah. I like Winter Soldier more than I do Ragnarok. Although I do like Ragnarok a fair bit, but so I wouldn't say quite as big. Uh and for all the rest of the other bad movies are Iron Man Two, Thor the Dark World, and of course Doctor Strange, which sucked. So <laughs> What a shame for Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I mean I like Sam Rockwell a lot. Be the worst one. Yeah. I know. But yeah, that's what it is. Um so we'll see we'll see we'll see what are we doing next time uh what we do next week we're uh, next time is total recall which was a vote winner uh for the past month what? uh we're doing it quite late was that actually our vote? no it was like it was each one was a different action star and a different sci-fi movie so it was like total oh, recall right, like van damme yeah there was a van damme a stallone, stallone and another one i think mad max was the last of one of course arnold won we knew he was gonna win arnold um arnold so that is the next one so by the time that goes up it'll actually be in february even though it was the january kind of winter but sometimes that happens just depending if we record it late in the month uh so make sure you go and i mean by the time this goes up the vote will be over but just make sure every month if you're a patron at the five dollar tier up because that's where you get the voting rates for all the various votes to go up make sure you always vote in the votes before the end of the month because that's when all the voting always ends each month so make sure you go and vote mm-hmm. in the next one uh but uh yes that is that is basically all i need to tell you in terms of that and um, we will be back with jurassic world and these jurassic park reviews in about a month or so's time so you can look forward to us hitting that too uh so let us know what you think of uh, jurassic park 3 in the comments you can like and subscribe all that stuff get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here as we mentioned earlier you can go to patreon.com slash tv and support us financially but you can also rate us on uh, apple podcast give this podcast like five stars people will find us that way share us on social media and of course you can follow us uh, on the ace specific twitter at the ace podcast so go and have a look at all that stuff um but that's everything uh, tara would you like to promote something else that mail fuzz tv uh, do sure um i guess if you like this show but you're into horror films you could check out screams after midnight which is essentially the same thing, except with a lesser co-host than myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Yes, yes. Um, the amount, the amount of <laughs> Thank thinking, you for saying yes. The amount of thinking you had to do before you thought of something worth recommending did not put a did not paint it in a positive light. I have to admit. <laughs> As like, oh, I guess I can bring this. I'm trying one to think up. of what I would promote. Like I want to promote something, something smaller because screen's sure. been going on for a long time. But like. I don't know what's still going to be going on when uh, this goes up. I mean, the uh, the top fifty, Picard? the decade, may still be going. Uh, Picard will definitely still be on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Check out our Picard reviews, which I will be a part of. Yeah. That's going to be a... a I have been a part of at this point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We're recording this. Hopefully... you guys love our continuous praise of a perfect <laughs> show. That so, remains yeah. to be seen. We'll see if it's any good before we leap, you know, continuous praise. Hey, you on asked it. me to co-host for that one, so <laughs> that's the only response I'm going to have. Mm. Fair. <laughs> totally fair and unbiased. Ten out of ten. It's going to be fair and balanced. <laughs> I'm giving it a ten before I even see the first episode. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, check out the other stuff we're doing. Uh, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching the sci-fi movies, guys, and computer at Salsa. Bye.